Good evening and a very, very warm welcome to you wherever you may be tuning in to this very, very special Sunday night edition of the Football Outlet Show. It is an absolute pleasure to be here with you tonight. My name is Tonchi Prusak. I'm uh, one half of uh, the, uh, the uh, well, let's call it the hosting team. And um, we have to introduce our, our, our next member and it was his uh, big 50th birthday bash last night, and he's feeling a little bit worse for wear. Uh, Craig Filer, how are you? Nice to see you. Uh, right, hello. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Craig Filer, and I'm feeling a little bit um, um, under the weather, shall we say. Uh, it's not Craig Filer there. This is the real Craig Filer. There he is. <laughs> yes. Good evening, Tonch. Good evening, listeners. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was my 50th birthday last night. I am, uh, I have to say, I'm very, very fragile today. Um, yeah, have been in bed for most of the day. And I just like your uh, German accent you put on me there. Sorry, German accent. I tried my best very Welsh good. accent. Did, didn't seem to do too well. But uh, look, these, uh, these masks, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They were a prop at last night's... Um, um, bash and uh, mate, a uh, little bit worse for wear, so to speak. But uh, it's good to good to have you on board. Thank um, you. It, it was a, a real pleasure. Um, it's a great mate, night. First of all, happy happy fiftieth to you. Thank you. You don't look a day over seventy at the moment. Yeah, tell my, you what. Yeah, my body feels I'm seventy today, mate. Let me tell you, <laughs> mate. This is something new. This is something different. Uh, big shout out to everyone who's who's uh, tuning in already. Um, in big, big numbers tonight. Um, it's it's great to see. Um, Saturday, Sunday night, by by virtue of some circumstances, unfortunately, we had to uh, uh, postpone Friday night's um, show. Um, tonight is a very, very special George Cross-themed episode. Um, so, Craig, we're going to have a um, lot of guests. Who are some of the guests that are going to be joining us a little later on in the show? Yeah, so uh, as usual, we'll have uh, El Presidente himself, uh, Mark Sultan, who's going to come on and talk everything um, to do with with the club, and particularly uh, an event that happened at the uh, at the club yesterday. Uh, so we'll touch on that one. Uh, we have uh, uh, senior coach. Uh, Eric Vasiliadis, he's going to come on and have a chat about you know, the club's uh, great start of the season. Uh, we're also going to be joined by um, one of the star players, uh, Ethan Gage. He's going to come on and, and talk as well about the club and um, the, the season so far. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, Tony Tanalia of, uh, of uh, Gold FM fame. Who's yes, uh, there? Uh, uh, the club. So she's going to come yeah, and talk of all of everything about the media side of the things that goes on at uh, a George Cross Soccer Club. Tony has been absolutely brilliant today, trying to combine mum duties as well as um, trying to get all the guests sorted and everything. So uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with uh, Tony a little later on in the program. That should be absolutely. Um, that should be fantastic. Mate, we're going to also, um, uh, well, we're going to dissect all the action from the NPL, the NPL 2, the NPL 3, a little later on in the show, State League 1. Plus also we had the kickoff of the um, uh, NPL, the W and Victorian Premier League uh, women's competition as well to, uh, this weekend. So um, lots of football happening. Big shout out to all the community teams starting this weekend as well, all around the region. Man, football is back in a big way, and it is it is great to have that football back, isn't it, mate? It certainly is, mate. Yeah, it's a uh, they become long days now. 
Um, you know, up at uh, up at seven thirty for myself yesterday, and, and got home relatively relatively early yesterday because of the party. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're long days now for for everybody involved, but yeah, wouldn't have it any other way, Tonch. Absolutely, mate. We're going to let you just step away for a minute now. He's not going to have the after effects of a big drinking session, rather, um, or maybe maybe that is the case. No, no, where he is at. Craig is actually preparing for the news flash at the moment, or the news desk, if you like. But in the meantime, here's a few highlights from the weekend just gone by. I don't know how to follow that, Tonch. <laughs> Back here on the Football Outwear Show. It's episode 54, and you've just been seeing some of the highlights from last night, Sasha. Dreadful. Mate, what was the do with all of those Craig Filers dressed in black uh, shirts? Yeah, Mrs. Filers got... White yeah, Mrs. Filer's got a lot to answer for. Um, <laughs> thick as thick as pig shit as I am, didn't realise that everybody was dressed in black and were trying to look like Craig Filer with all black and white hats, and had no idea why everybody was uh, was arriving. So um, now, fair play to her. Um, good night, great. Thanks for everybody for coming, and uh, all the well wishes that have uh, have wished me a happy birthday over the last uh, uh, week or so. Uh, really do appreciate it. All right, we're getting serious now. Put the glasses on, the reading glasses on. So it's, it's, it's all serious now. Uh, mate, let's turn our attention to the action on the field. We're going to turn our attention, first of all, to the NPL, mate. What happened over the, um, over the last few days with the NPL? Yeah, uh, there's some uh, some some big games, some big results certainly in uh, in in the NPL. I'm sure you've got the, um, the 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 leaderboard or the the ladder and the results coming up on screen very shortly. Yeah. Um, there's the ladder after eight rounds. South Melbourne uh, sitting sitting on top, three points ahead of uh, of Avondale um, and Heidelberg. Uh, uh, shortly followed up by uh, Melbourne Knights and Oakley Cannons and Green Gully. But um, yeah, some um, some 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 good good performances on the weekend. Myself and uh, Steve uh, Steve Curtin were lucky enough to 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 call the um, the Melbourne Knights uh, Altona Magic game uh, Tonch up at um, up at Knight Stadium in what was a fantastic game of football. I have to say from 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 both uh, from both sides. Yeah, it was a, it was fantastic Friday night football. <clears throat> unfortunately, because I wasn't able to be. Um, at the um, uh, I was up in Melbourne the whole day. I actually managed to catch a catch a, a bit of that game as well. So two one victory to Melbourne Knights. It was um absolutely thrilling thrilling stuff, wasn't it, Craig? It was a it was a ninety first minute equaliser by Magic, and then um, a penalty um, in about the ninety fifth minute. And the Knights ended up um, Gian Albano, I think, converted there um, in the 95th, 96th minute. And it was a 2-1 win to uh, the Knights. But um, other Friday night games saw Port Melbourne and Avondale share the spoils there at JL Murphy Reserve 1-1. Uh, Bentley Greens defeated Oakley Cannons 1-0. Dandenong City and Green Gully fought out a one-all draw at the Frank Hollihan soccer complex um and then we also then on um saturday we had two games there eastern lions uh went down to heidelberg united one nil and then the leaders south melbourne 
um, defeated St. Albans Saints 2-0. And then um, last night, we had Dandenong Thunder defeat Hume City 4-3 in a high-scoring affair. So um, after eight rounds, as you can see, folks, the ladder is there. And um, South Melbourne have opened up a commanding three-point lead over Avondale FC and Heidelberg. And uh, Melbourne Knights jump back into the top four with the win there. But next next Friday, Craig, we've got um some some big games. Once again, three big games on the Friday night. Green Gully taking on Melbourne Knights. Now that should be a top game. Six versus four in the Western Suburbs derby. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be a cracker. Um, if both teams are playing uh, some good football, um, so that should be uh, yeah, that should be a cracker. But Green Gully's of next. Uh, next Friday, um, and that's followed with um, Dandenong City taking on. So top versus bottom on uh, yeah. on Friday night as well. Uh, Dandenong looking to to get their uh, the first win of the season um, and try and uh, try and start to move up that ladder. Well, they had a good result against Green Gully at Frank Hollihan Reserve, so they're, they're, they return there looking to claim the scalp of South Melbourne. Oakley Cannons are at home to Eastern Lions. And then on a Saturday, we've got another four games. Oakley Cannons uh, – sorry, Avondale home to Dan. Mm. Dandin on Thunder, Heidelberg United taking on Port Melbourne Sharks in the Greek Derby, Hume City hosting St Albans Saints, and then Altona Magic taking on Bentley Greens, uh, and that will bring up the round nine. So turning attention now, mate, to uh, NPL 2, and um, there's the complete NPL 2 ladder, and we've got some of the results of the games played in NPL 2. We have. I've uh, just lost them, so you bear with me one second. Um, the first one that we had was um, yeah, Moreland Zebras um, and uh, and Northcote on on Friday evening. Um, obviously, Northcote coming away with a um, a win there up at uh, up at uh, CB Smith Reserve um, yesterday. Uh, Moreland City um, drawing one one with uh, North Geelong. North Geelong have having Anthony Banovac sent off for his second yellow card early in the second half and. Um, did really well to um, to keep them at bay because they were they were under the pump for uh, for for that second half for sure. The surprise of the round for me is uh, Lang Warren losing at home to uh, to Werribee City, um, unbeaten yeah. before the game, nine uh, three wins out of three, um, losing um, to to um, Werribee City, uh, who were at the bottom of the league at the at the stage. Yeah, we saw that. We saw the game previous, the previous rounds game, which we called um, Craig down at Alco Park, North Geelong and Werribee City, which North Geelong defeated Werribee City five goals to two. And uh, look, apart from a, a few patches, Werribee City looked rather disappointing, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, what, they what a turnaround, two, though. What yeah, a turnaround. They, had, they had a one or two um, some 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 good plays in there. Uh, but that's um, that's some some result to go down to Lang Warren and uh, it's a long old drive um, and to get down there and uh, you know and as I said undefeated in three games and uh, and taking the scalp so a fantastic win for uh, for Werribee. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other result, Manningham United Blues going down to Pasco Vale two nil. Goulburn Valley Suns, the previous league leaders, they had their colours lowered to Kingston City FC, and as a result, Kingston City now jumped to the, well, equal top of the ladder, but better on goal difference, I suppose. So Kingston, Goulburn Valley, and Lang Warren sharing equal top spot with uh, nine points from a possible 12. And then on Monday night to um, to, to complete the... Um, the um, round of matches, or the round of four, the round four of matches, Bulleen Lions hosting Brunswick City, um, 
important game. Brunswick City, if they defeat the Lions, they could actually go outright top. Yeah, so a very important game there for, for Brunswick Lions indeed. Uh, moving along now to NPL. So uh, NPL 3, um, we're going to try and get through as quickly as possible through some of these results because we've got so much to cover today. But um, the NPL 3 ladder, look at the top there. Preston Lions, wow. Four games, four wins. Craig, they are doing well, are they not? Yeah, look, they're um, they're, they're the team. Obviously, everybody everybody has to beat this year. There's uh, there's no two ways about it. They've um, you know they they've got a really strong um, supporter base, as we as we all know. Um, they have God knows how many is going to be there at the game on Saturday because they actually take on North Sunshine Eagles on Saturday. Oh, so wow. um, it's ex it's expected that a crowd of over five thousand is going to turn up for that game next uh, next Saturday. So yeah, look, they're the team to beat. Uh, Doveton also doing well. Um, you know the two the two. Um, Promotion um, uh, places from last season, uh, occupying both first and second. Obviously, Western United there in third. Geelong Soccer Club, who had a, a, a good win um, on uh, on Friday evening. Um, they, they drew, actually, against uh, Western sorry, United. Drew, sorry, yeah, they did. Sorry, my fault. Uh, Melbourne City, uh, and obviously down the bottom of the league there. Whittlesea uh, Rangers, um, still to get off the mark, uh, having played three and a minus 10 goal difference. So uh, yes. it's going to be a tough season for them. Now, we do have a couple of results that are not fixed, uh, uh, um, counted in that. Um, thanks to Brent and Ray for sending these results through, by the way. So, obviously, um, we had Ballarat City draw with um, Box Hill United 2-all. Nunawading City um, had their colours lowered 2-1 to Preston Lions. Melbourne City defeated Doveton 4-0. Geez, what a what a weekend it was for for Melbourne City. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. But um, they defeated Doveton four 0 Doveton, who had won three games from three ga uh, matches or three games and looking very pretty undefeated at the top, um, had their first loss of the season. Uh, Melbourne victory also went down to Whittlesea Rangers one two. Uh, Springvale White Eagles, we mentioned that they um, in North Sunshine drew through 3-3. Three, three. So Preston Lions are at the top with um, 12 points, but then you've got Melbourne City and Doveton on nine points and then Western United on eight. So Preston Lions have certainly opened up a commanding league uh, lead at the top. And if we do go through some of those round five fixtures, um, on Friday night, Springvale White Eagles taking on Doveton, the wounded Doveton. Preston Lions, as you mentioned, Craig, hosting North Sunshine Eagles. Now, it says here Saturday, um, 24th of April at 3 p.m. Yep. yep. Um, that's that's um, interesting. It's not a Friday night game, but um, um, I guess maybe wonder if it's to do with um, security reasons. Security, I would have thought, yeah, Friday yeah. night. You can imagine how many be there on a Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, as you said, 5,000. Oh, geez, you can expect a massive amount of um, ma massive amount of um, um supporters there if you like i suppose but ballarat city taking on western united it's also saturday um afternoon up at the um magnificent morsehead park stadium in um ballarat nunawading city hosting um, melbourne victory nunawading city michael ong's uh, team michael ong is a regular um uh, regular what's the word viewer v regular follower of our of our show it's good to see, catch up with Mr. michael Getting on back. Yeah, we should, actually. Uh, good to catch up with Michael down at Darabin on Friday afternoon. Box Hill United taking on Melbourne City. And then the last game will be Geelong taking on Whittlesea Rangers. Um, that's Saturday afternoon at Stead Park at 5.30 p.m. So um, lots of 
fun and action happening there in the NPL. Now, mate, before we go any further, I guess um, we can also have a look at Victorian Premier League women's as well. Um, so that that happened, um, that kicked off the Victorian Premier League women's, and obviously there's quite a fair few Western Suburbs teams that are playing in that um, competition as well. We can go through some of the um, results there. But that was played um, today, round one. Preston Lions defeated Casey Comets 3-0. South Yarra defeated the Melbourne Knights 4-1. Uh, Melbourne Uni Soccer Club went down to South Southern United 1-0. Um, up in Geelong, um, which I, I was involved in calling the game, Geelong Galaxy lost to Whitehorse United, a very impressive Whitehorse United 3-1. And then tonight, the Burundara Carey Eagles are taking on the Eltham Redbacks at the State Football Centre, and that game kicked off um, just several minutes ago, quarter past seven, uh, very late on a... On a Sunday night, isn't it, to have a, have a game? Yeah, it is. I think uh, I think another club that play the games on a Sunday or certainly North Geelong are playing Kingston City away on Sunday in a few weeks' time. And I think the kickoff is quarter to eight on a oh Sunday. Lord, on a Sunday night. Oh, so that's a, that's a long old trek for, for anybody <laughs> on a Sunday, especially Geelong. That is a very, very strange one. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that there's no holiday on the following days, eh? no, 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 no. Don't. We're not having the Anzac Day holiday this weekend, this year, no. No. Um, but, mate, um, let's turn our attention. We don't really cover the A-League much. But, uh, geez, last night, um, at your party in the background, we had the uh, big screen happening. And uh, I thought for one minute when I looked over, I thought it was a replay of the Melbourne City-Melbourne victory game, the previous one where, where, where City had destroyed victory 6-0. But lo and behold, when I saw a seventh goal pop up, good Lord, I was thinking, Brebner couldn't possibly last long. And guess what? He's been given uh, the boot. Disgraceful. Um, look, I'm not a I'm not a victory fan by any stretch of the imaginations, but to to concede 13 goals in two mm -hmm. games against Melbourne City this season and and score none, um, questions certainly have to be asked. And um, um, I actually thought when he got the job that he was going to go a, a, a pretty good job. You know, he he came in at the end of last season and 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 bled. Uh, Bleeded some youngsters in there, and thought, right, okay, maybe they're they're going to go. But it's just been a disaster from 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 day one for him. So, um, can we blame him? Um, look, at the end of the day, the coach is there. He he lives and buys by his results. Yeah, and, yeah he hasn't got the results. Um, but I think you know, and I'm sure the comments will start coming in. There's there's bigger issues at that football club than the uh, the play inside. I think, and you have to look at the recruitment and. Um, you know, the managers that they've had now since Kevin Muscat's Muscat, I think there's four now since Kevin Muscat's gone. So um, there's something deeper in that football club that needs to I be agree. resolved. I agree. Absolutely agree with you on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so look, um, uh, what, what do you say? Uh, look, you know, I'm not a victory fan myself, but I, I really don't like seeing the Victorian clubs doing so woefully poorly, um, and that has been the case. But uh, um, Western United... Down in Tasmania, defeating Central Coast Mariners, um, one at nil. Um, good result there, Craig. Um, and obviously, um, you know, they, they can, with the few of those wins that they've got, the games up their sleeve, they can certainly uh, inch their way up closer towards the top of the ladder. Yeah, good win um, on the road in their new, uh, their second new home. So down there in Tasmania, and 
obviously the club made a big uh, song and dance about them the football of fe festival of football that was happening down there is it the um, second new home or the fourth new home yeah who, who knows <laughs> or, or 26th new home i don't know um, but it was uh, yeah a good a good win and uh, games in hand as well for western united as uh, as michael long has said and uh, you know they win those and they and they're right back the only disappointment for me was um, the game was played on a on a on on, a, on an AFL pitch, and that yeah. um, that that's that's a bit that disappoints me. You take it you take it somewhere else. You play on a football pitch, not a, an AFL pitch. But yeah. hey, that's that's my opinion. I agree. I agree, mate. Absolutely, completely agree with you, um, mate. Sunday night football. It is. Um, it's something different. It's something we're trying, and um, um, you know, it's something we've been discussing for a while. And and look, what we'd love to hear from people out there. Um, some people have already. Um, and made a couple of comments and thank you for that um um sunday evening football show says michael on <laughs> true um friday nights is no good people training yep thanks michael uh we'd love to hear from other people as well what do you think of this new time slot look at the moment we're just this is a one-off but we are seriously contemplating moving to another time because friday nights is difficult and and your availability, my availability is also dictate what we can and can't do. But, um, you know, a Sunday night program where we're able to uh, do a review of all the games. I guess the only problem, Craig, though, is is that some clubs still are not good at um, updating their scores on the... Um, yeah, you know, but we have Brenton Ray. We have Brenton Ray, we do. He is incredible, that guy. He, he is the news hound. So, um, yeah, and Brenton was able to give us some of the results that have not yet been publicised. don't know how he gets them. He's not going to divulge his... Uh, his uh, no, he did actually. There, sure. is a, there is a site that he uses that he did put up on Facebook uh, late uh, early in the week. Um, I'll try. I'm sure he's listening. And he'll come <laughs> up with it in a moment and tell us what it is. But uh, he know, does a great job of, uh, yeah. of of giving us all the uh, all the results from around uh, from around the country. But yeah, just looking at Michael's, this is the normal time slot, isn't it? Well, we haven't done a Sunday night show for quite some time. Yeah, uh, Michael, we uh, we decided that we were going to go to a Friday night purely and simply because. Uh, we thought it would be great to get um, clubs involved prior to the games on the weekend, talk to coaches, talk to players. Uh, but as it happens, you know, with the MPL now having, as it was last week, five games on a Friday night, uh, a lot of people are out watching the game. So we think it's probably best that we we trial a Sunday night again, see what the numbers are like, and um, you know, hopefully we, we can we can make this a regular a regular spot. Absolutely, mate. Now, we're going to um, take a break. We're going to listen to a few of the sponsors and what they have to say. Uh, when we return, it's going to be all about our club tonight. It's um, Sunshine George Cross. Oh, sorry, Sunshine. Caroline Springs George Cross. Old habits die hard. And um, we've got some great, great guests tonight. Um, the first one is going to be, obviously, the president himself, Mark Sultana, who's going to be giving us a, a, a post-mortem of a very, very emotional day yesterday at um, Fraser Rise. It was a tribute to the late, uh, great Ed Gauchy. So don't go away, folks. We're going to be right back. Hands for Hire is a free platform that connects people looking for more work in their downtime and also businesses who want to list jobs on a casual basis. Are you finding that you have spare time and could actually be earning extra money? Or do you need a hand on a casual basis and don't want to employ a full-time worker? Hands for Hire is the app to help you fill that time yourself without paying huge fees to recruiting agents or labor hire companies. Signing up is completely free without any obligation.
Welcome back to the Football Out West Show. It is episode 54. Um, great to have you all on board. Big uh, shout out to our sponsor, our major sponsor, the George Cross Football Club, um, and also our episode sponsor tonight, um, Sunbury Elite Indoor Sports. Paul de Blasi out there at Sunbury Indoor Sports. He'll look after you. Keep the comments coming, folks. We've got some great comments. Um, Chris Briffa says, hey, Tonchi and Craig, Friday night hard, Sunday night better. Relay all the results. And if supporters call in and comment about all the matches, that's a great idea. I like the idea of reintroducing talkback. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. even 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 um, uh, uh, supporters around the ground taking little bits of videos and yes. sending them into us so we can put them as part of the show um, on the Sunday would be fantastic as well. Yeah, it doesn't take long. You know, it's um you know, these days with the the iPhones, the Samsung Galaxies, and what you're not, it's quite easy to do. And the the, um, the, the the footage is just absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, big shout-out to Maxi Santich, another person I caught up with on Friday night. Good to see. Giselle, welcome, Harris. That's uh, Dale Harris's better half, who coach of Bow and Soccer and big, Club. Uh, yeah, big happy birthday to uh, the ugly man down there. He's, uh, it's his birthday Dale. today. He's, he's as well. It's his birthday today, so wish uh, wish Dale a very happy birthday. Seems to be the um, season for... Ugly people having birthdays. Is that I right, Craig? <laughs> anyway, Giselle says Sunday evening time slot is better for our household. Um, so there you go. So great stuff. Um, great people at Sunbury Indoor Sports says Maxi Santich. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all your comments and keep them coming in. But um, our, it's it's now time to uh, welcome our first guest for tonight. Um, he's the president of the uh, George Cross Football Club. He is the, uh, the head honcho, the head guru, the man in the know, Mark Sultana, the president. Mark, absolute pleasure to have you on the show once again and welcome to the program. No, thank you. And you can hear me loud and clear? Absolutely. Perfect. We can always hear you, Mark. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Never too far away. Mark, um, the, the boys have started fantastically on the park. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later with um, with Coach Eric Vasiliadis and also the vice-captain, Ethan Gage, but... Uh, Mate, four wins from four games, sitting pretty on top of the State League One ladder. You must be one pretty happy president at the moment. One week at a time, guys. Just keep the keep it going and keep everybody invested and make sure we uh, we know what we need to do. And um, that look, no, realistically, it's a, a credit to all the players and the coaching staff and everyone at the club. It's. Um, we uh, obviously, you know, it hasn't been kept quiet. That uh, we want to do what we need to do for for all our Valve uh, members and fans. They've been um, been waiting a long time to try and at least, um, uh, you know, put ourselves in a position to uh, obviously try and get uh, we uh, try and get promoted. But look, it's a good start, and let's keep it going, and let's keep a balance on it, and we'll be uh, we'll still keep going. We certainly will, and uh, it's it's great to see uh, all the um, all the publicity that the, the club is getting as well. So, yesterday um, a big day for the club uh, for a number of reasons. Obviously, um, mm. um, a, a, a celebration um, of the late mm. uh, great Ed, Ed Gauci, mm. um, you know, against uh, a local derby, I suppose. In in, in many ways, a local derby and a Maltese mm. local derby. Right, um, and of yeah. course, the celebration of, of Ed. How did that go for you yesterday? What was, what was it? What was it like? What was the feeling around the club? Oh, look, I'm getting cold shivers again. But um, yeah, look, 
Yeah, great. Um, I've got to say that um, I think we don't do enough of it really is to, to honour men of the quality that Ed is and, um, and Ed was to us at the, at the club, but also for Altona City. Um, uh, he was he was also uh, close with them as well, and and um, he had a very strong belief that um, as as a Maltese community we can um, uh, really produce good football, and um, you know again produce a really good product for for both our clubs. So it has become a, a bit of a rivalry slash derby game for us all. Um, uh, as much as we lost Eddie, they lost Tony Casa, which was um, yeah. uh, really sad as well. So. For, for as special as it was for us yesterday, it was special for them too. Um, I've got to commend all the staff and um, uh, everybody involved, both teams, both clubs, um, uh, all our juniors in terms of the support and and, the, and and really just the understanding of what Ed really gave us as a, as a club. He united the club, um, and he and, and his group united the club for for bringing the juniors and the seniors all together under pretty much one facility, which was amazing. Uh, but look, there was a lot of emotions. Um, uh, you know, uh, I've got to reach out to, like I said, all the staff in, in Joyce help with all the ticketing. Um, you've got uh, Josh who runs the events and he's the bistro manager and all his staff, um, Lisa, Tony, uh, the whole board. I mean, it was a massive day, the family, uh, we're very appreciative, and it was look like I said, it was a heartfelt day for. Look, there they are on screen. I mean, you know, whew. yeah, mate. Um, it was a tough day, but it also looked like it was a celebratory day of of a man whose whose legacy, I guess, and will be um, uh, enjoyed by generations to come, is the incredible, amazing um, Fraser Rise Complex. Um, yeah. and, and look, he was luck, lucky enough, I, bet, I guess, to see that in the end, and um, and and that is something that that I guess everyone will be very very happy about. Um, but um, yeah, look, it's it's. I mean, do you sometimes pinch yourself? Um, and Ed was one of those people that typified um, the, a lot of the members there at the club. But do you sort of sometimes pinch yourself at the some of the amazing people involved at the club that you're surrounded by that that have you know done so well. In their own little way, and continue to do so. Um, and 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 you know, at the end of the day, you've got this amazing facility, uh, an amazing club, but more so, just this phenomenal community spirit that's just very all all embracing is the best way to describe it. Yeah, so well said, Tonch. Um, you know, uh, uh, the mayor, councillor Kathy Majulak, she spoke. I mean, there were a number of councillors there as well, and her speech was amazing in terms of. Um, uh, you know, oh, look again. It was it was emotional for her as well. But again, you're right. I mean, we're we're, we're extremely positive. Um, uh, we know that we've been um, um, somewhat blessed to have this facility, but we have, you know, there was a lot of sacrifice for a lot of years from the club. So, you know, it is well deserved. Um, but the fact that we've embraced it as a club and as a community, uh, and not only just the Maltese community, but all communities in, in the Fraser Rise area and Caroline Springs area, um, is really testament to what Ed really wanted for us by having the bar and the bistro and the function room. And then just to be able to bring the community to the club. Um, and, what you know, we sold, we sold a heap of memberships yesterday, which was great. Um, there's a real buzz around there, albeit, you know, obviously you're seeing teams winning, so that mm -hmm. just adds a bit of spice to it as well. But... Um, our under-14s topped their MPL um, 
grading, and so that was great. And then, you know, you've got other MPL teams that um, exceeded a little bit better than probably what we may have thought they did. And, you know, and then, again, you've just got all your community clubs and then you've got all your mini-roos starting and then you've got your women's program starting. And, yeah, look, it's a big club and we really are enjoying it. And I think uh, yesterday just gave us the ability to express uh, the amount of love we have for Ed and for what he's given us and, and how he's put this club back on the map. And look, you know, I'm only doing what he asked me to do a number of years ago to take this on. And um, if we can all stick together, which I think we are showing that to all the soccer community, how strong and united we are as a soccer club, that hopefully we'll get back to where we need to be. And I think that's uh, a real importance of all of us. And that's what we love about George Cross, everyone. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's great. And, I, you know, I'm proud of everyone, mate. It's, um, it's a, a very enjoyable place to be. Yeah, look, Mark. I, um, you, you can you can sense in uh, in in the way that you're talking how emotional you are about the whole this whole situation, and uh, you know it's uh, it's testament to everybody at the club. You know, it was a big uh, it was a big loss last year. Um, mm. Clubs bounced back, uh, football's back, um, and the club's going in a in a fantastic direction. So uh, you know, long long may that continue. But um, just touching on to um, obviously the the the, the ladies, uh, they kicked off their first game. Up in Ballarat today wasn't a, um, a successful day for them on the pitch, but uh, a successful uh, day in terms of uh, the senior campaign uh, getting up and running. And, and you were at the game, I think. Yeah, no, I went to Ballarat, um, sat in my car on my own, just wanted to have a look at um, uh, where they're at and because um, I understand that they are our senior women's team. And, um, look, you know, we copped a couple of silly goals and, you know, things like that, but it just goes to show that we've got to be um, extremely invested in them. And I think um, uh, I made a couple of little, you know, phone calls on the way just to get a bit of an understanding of where it's all at and what, you know, how do we do things. And you know, the last thing we want, because it is our first real year for for that program, is to uh, really have a, you know, a clear message and a direction what the expectation level is, so that they don't lose, um, you know, lose their drive for the game. Um, so, look, yeah, it was good and, like I said, it was a little disappointing with the result, but um, I sent a message to all the, the, the coaches tonight and said that let's stick together, let's be strong for everybody and give everybody the opportunity to help them through it because there's a lot of experience around the club and, um, albeit, we need to support them just as much as we do everybody else. Now, Mark, you did mention earlier that um, you know quite a few memberships were sold yesterday. There is a little bit of a euphoric um, um, feeling, I guess, permeating at the club at the moment, which is which is great to see. Um, I guess what I wanted to ask is, is do you think do you see maybe as a result of the um, you know everyone coming back after the COVID um, lockdowns and what you're not when when 2020 was such a wasted year you know, on on so many fronts. Are people are you noticing people at the club coming back with this extra enthusiasm than they normally would have at the start of the season? Um, and would you put that down to just the general vibe at the club, or would you also put that down to the fact that you know we only realise what we've missed, we're, what we're missing when we've missed it? So football last year was a big miss, wasn't it? Oh, look, Tonchi, again, mate, you're on fire tonight with some of these questions. I mean, it's so true. It's good to get him back, <laughs> isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Well, we're in episode 54, tonight. mind. <laughs> it's taken 54 shows for him to get two questions. Good. Um, oh, hunger is not the right word. I think the fact that... Um, <laughs> mate, um, good questions. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
I actually should have had some of those at the game. That would have been great. Um, the um, Look, again, enthusiasm, unbelievable. The fact that uh, Lisa and George were so organised and coming back and made that transition back into football and training very, very seamless. Um, I've got to say to you, it's about building up confidence. I think in the early days of it, um, just general um, uh, participation through the bar and the bistro was a little slow. Mm. But the fact that, um, you know, uh, I suppose us as people in the state of Victoria have done an outstanding job in um, not really uh, allowing any more waves come through. I mean, the second wave was a real massive shock to us all. Um, uh, I've got to say to you again, um, but look, it's, look, it is really big for us. We are getting strong numbers through the bar and the bistro again, albeit on certain nights, not every night. Uh, we chose not to open Sundays, but that will change shortly once we can understand what product we can deliver for that in terms of and now that NPL's um, playing on the Sundays and how we open up for that. Yeah. Um, again, just general participation, strong. All our teams are full. Lost a goalkeeper last week in 15's community, but we'll sort that out. Um, but, you know, again, just little bits and pieces just show you the smile on the faces, mate, really is the main thing. I think the fact that you've got that real real urge for success and I think the real desire just to be at the club, whether it's just as parents, coaches or team managers or just general public is, um, again, we are George Cross. And um, I think I get, I, I, don't, I get so much satisfaction in seeing what Preston's been able to do in terms of the participation in their games. And, you know, you think about... Um, two big clubs that have been sitting in the wilderness for a little while and what a clear statement both clubs are making in terms of that we just don't want to be forgotten. We have a great community behind us, both clubs do. Um, and, you know, again, I suppose a lot of people sort of refer to that NSL um, stuff. Oh, look, we were, we were part of it and unfortunately, you know, things prevailed. But I think um, I'm not saying that we need to be, you know, back at the very, very top immediately. I think it's a gradual... Um, understanding that we'll just work progressively to make sure where we land correctly as a club. But, oh, geez, I tell you, the buzz you get um, when you're, you know, you're around Preston and George Cross um, and that real urge for success and that real community backing mm. is certainly something that um, some of these A-League teams would just love to have on board. So short of me telling you that the B-League is something that we're very eager to have, uh, it'd be amiss of me not to say that that's a, a massive desire for all of us still and, and you'll see through um, the support of this program tonight how invested a lot of the George Cross people and just general soccer people or football people yeah. really understand what uh, clubs like both Preston and us can bring to the table. So, um, well, I think no, you're, only I think... See, you're only going to see Facebook coverage of the Preston home games, the you know Melbourne yeah. victory the week of, week before last. Yeah. You know, of yeah. you know, getting three and a half, four thousand people at the game at um, is unbelievable at, at, at this level, and it just shows you oh. know how big. Um, Clubs like Preston and George Cross and Chris uh, Griff has just wrote there the sleeping giants of the game. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you, you struggle to get five thousand in an A League game, Mark. Yeah, look, uh, we had um, we hosted uh, Preston and um, Springvale White Eagles. Um, they had a couple of issues with their pitch, Springvale, but we offered them the facility, and um, you know they were able to take the gate, which was really, really, really good result for them. But geez, Preston supported it, and I mean. You know, Zach and I uh, have conversations and, um, you know, I think when you really structure your club and you really give your club a clear direction of where it needs to be, um, I think you get so much buy-in from, like I said, not only from your members but just from the general football public. 
um, to understand that, you know, there's a lot of, lot of good clubs out there that just need a little bit of a support. And, um, you know, once we get that ball rolling, off we go. I mean, if you talk about um, the, the constitution of the senior squads and the reserves and the 18s and so forth all the way through to NPL, um, it was a massive task for all of us at George Cross. And, um, uh, you know, seeing that Preston doesn't have an NPL presence from a junior point of view is a slightly disappointing uh, point for myself as well. And I'm not just pushing their barrow because we have a great affiliation with them. But when you see what they do to the game and what they bring to the game just from a supporter mm-hmm. base, um, you know, clubs like that need to be rewarded. Um, and then you look at uh, administrators like we have at uh, our club in terms of, you know, Lisa Jurich and and uh, George Jira, and you think to yourself, you know, we are there to become a highly professional football club, not only from a from a, a state one, because that's where we are at the moment, but also from a very NPL juniors program, community mini ruse, and also for the fact that we believe that we can get to a higher grade in football is, um, again, something that we all are very hungry for at George Cross. And I think, um, again, supporting programs like this, mate, it just gives us the ability to really, really understand that we believe we have a very strong product and we want wish to share it with a lot of people out there. And um, like I said, come and eat at our club and uh, you can become social members for a small fee and you get discounts on your foods. But Friday nights are big. Thursday nights are getting bigger. We had 60 for bingo on Tuesday. Um, we have a poker night on a Friday night. And when you think about how much it encompasses in terms of just a business model alone and then you attach all these football clubs and all the football teams, it's, um, you know, if you don't have a person like Lisa Jurich or George Giro or the board, um, mate, and Josh and the bar and the bistro, yep. yesterday was just about coming together, celebrating something that was driven by a man that had a very, very big passion for this club and very big passion for football, not just the club alone, yep. but football in Victoria. And it was able for all of us to showcase what a great family he had and how great it was for them to share him with us I think a lot of people forget that they have to share it. You know, they had to share Ed for us. He yeah. sacrificed a lot of time with his family um, on behalf of George Cross. And we were able to come together and really have a chat and a chin wag and a cry about what the club, where it was and, um, and where it will be. Um, and if it's a legacy that um, has been pushed by that great man, to wake us all up in the Maltese community and all of us as George Cross supporters, well, then, you know, a day like that is is really what was deserved. So, again, thank you to everybody. Mark, we could talk with you for hours and and, and we probably will one day. And um, yeah. there is so much yeah. to get through tonight. So we appreciate your time. And um, thank you so much for an insight into what was a truly special, truly emotional, but truly yeah. celebratory day as well yesterday. Uh, yeah. One last note, uh, we, you talked about the um, the B League or the second national second yeah. division. Behind the scenes, what's 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 the latest? We haven't heard too much well, happening you, behind the scenes, but yeah, what's no, going Football on there? Victoria, Football Victoria held an event um, uh, at Parkville there just to have them where um, James Johnson came and spoke to everybody. And mm-hmm. look, he's talking about um, 2023 was a year that he was mentioned. A slight little bit of worry from my end that he said there's a slight disconnect in football, which I'm not quite sure how he means that, whether he means that from a community side or whether it um, is from, you know, the A-League and so forth. That was slightly um, a little concerning on my behalf. But, look, you know, again, just look at where George Cross and um, 
and Preston are coming from. And then you've still got South Melbourne Knights and other clubs, um, that, you know, in the Victorian. And then you've also got all the interstate clubs. Queensland are doing a great job. Um, I think they're, they're very, very keen to to get it up and going. And I think you're, you know, genuine few clubs that are out of Sydney and Adelaide and Western Australia. I think everyone just needs to understand what business model works. Yeah. And I think if we can come together with that, um, and I don't think that's all that difficult. I think um, the AAFC are doing a really good job in trying to sort of land that correctly for everybody. But, again, my belief is that um, yeah. it yeah. will happen. It's just that we, need, we really need to push that day and say, right, we are going to do it and this is how we're going to do it. And I think you'll get a massive buy-in. And like I said all along, hopefully George Cross is in a position that we can apply for one of those licences. And um, looking at how professional we are, I think, um, yeah, I would think that we would be looked at from a criteria base um, heavily, heavily. So, yeah. All right, look, again, before we go, yeah. sorry, guys, before we all go, right. again, a massive thank you to everyone. Massive thank you to you. Yeah. Uh, massive thank you to all the fans and the juniors that supported the game yesterday. Um, and uh, a massive, um, you know, congratulations to, to all our squads um, and especially our senior squad who's really putting us on the map again. And uh, let's go, Georgies. Thank you very much. Good on you, Mark. Uh, like I said, we'd love to chat to you longer, but we do have um, Eric Vasiliadis on the line. He's itching to get in. Apparently, it's half time of a game that he's playing in. So oh, he's better not he is. waiting. He's coming to us directly from his game. No Mark, worries. All oh, the yeah. very best, and, and thank you thank very you much. And Thanks, catch Mark. up with you in the not too distant future. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for your support. No worries. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers that bud. was Mark Sultana, the um, the the president of, of um, George Cross. And Craig, we've got the man, um, the leader. We had the leader off the field. Now we've got the leader on the field, Eric Vasiliadis, the, the, um, uh, the um, coach of the senior men's team. He's joining us and he joins us on the uh, program. Eric, welcome to the show. You Hi haven't been running. You haven't been running. There's not a chance that you've been running. <laughs> Mate, Mr. Filer, you should know. I'm too smart to run these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that centre yeah. circle's that centre circle's getting a good roll, is it? <laughs> Very calm. First of all, congratulations on, on, on the start to the season. What a ripper start to the season it has been. Um doing exceptionally well as far as the um uh, the you know, four games, four wins. What more could you possibly want? How have you seen the start of the State League One season so far this year? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for giving us a chance on the show. So, look, look to be honest, pretty predictable uh, season. You know, very, very uh, uh, challenging, difficult to to sort of uh, form too many, too many conclusions on who you're playing against because of the, all the interruptions. So we're turning up to, up to each game with not really understanding who we're playing against, which has been pretty hard for us. So that's meant we've had to really just focus on ourselves. Um, but from my perspective, given our, like most clubs, a very interrupted pre-season, it's good to get off to a good start. Probably haven't played our best football. Uh, I know it's a little bit cliche to say we've got a lot of improvement in front of us, but I think for us, the, the boys' attitude, the, the whole squad's mentality has been the most pleasing thing for me, of course. As yeah, you can see the, the, the ladder there, Caroline Springs on top with our 12 points, uh, Brimbank Stallions on 10 points, uh, now, we've got a few other scores that, that are not included there. So we'll go through all the scores, by the way. Keelor Park defeated Karai Soccer Club 3-0 yesterday. Sydney Park defeated Clifton Hill 3-1. Yarraville and Brimbank Stallions drew one all. 
obviously, we know that Caroline Springs, George Cross defeated Altona City 2-0 in that rather emotional game um, at Fraser Rise yesterday. Banyul City um, had an away win over Fitzroy City 2-0. And then Essendon Royals, they defeated Whittlesey 2-1. So the Royals now, they're, um, they're on nine points. So they're, they're close um, to the top there. But Brimbank Stallions currently second. And then obviously you guys are up the top. Craig, you wanted to say something. Yeah, um, I think you just touched on it there. It's going to be very, very tight. Um, you know, probably five or six clubs are, are well within uh, well within grasp of, uh, of of winning that league. So, you know, from your side of things, you've, you've started really well. Uh, four out of four, not playing your best football. Obviously, the best to come. Um, you've, uh, you've recently signed a, a player from, uh, from one of your uh, competition teams, um, uh, Ryan Ryan Newman, who's come over from Sydenham Park, uh, I believe he scored uh, scored the winner yesterday for you guys. Uh, how's how's he settled into the into your squad there, Eric? Oh, look, I, I think he's settled in well. Uh, to be honest, we've uh, we've we brought in quite a few players. So Craig, you know, to to be, to, to be in a position to have a squad gelling and connecting and and playing uh, the way we want to play is great. Ryan's played his part absolutely. He's been a great addition for us. Um, but like I said earlier, the, the, I, I think, uh, you know, whilst we're not sort of conceding a lot of chances, uh, we probably could be a little bit better uh, in front of goal. I, I think across the board, we can still be a little bit better uh, in that front third and um, maybe make maybe make it a little bit more comforting for us late in the game. But yeah, Ryan's done a really good job for us, as has the rest of the squad, to be honest. Uh, DK, Gagey, Summers, yeah. I mean, all... For me, the most pleasing thing is for people to come up to me and say, you know, players are, are playing their best football. So that's what we want to see. We want to get the best out of everybody in that squad. Turning our attention to this next weekend, um, coming up against Clifton Hill away from home. So playing at Quarries Park there. Clifton Hill seem to be that side. Look, at the moment, one win and three losses. So they seem to be struggling. But always a difficult side, especially away from home. Um, expecting a tough game. Expect uh, What are you expecting from them? Oh, I've actually had the, uh, the, the the pleasure of uh, of watching a couple of their games, so I've, I've got a, a fair idea of what they're going to bring. Obviously, coached by a very close friend of mine in Leeds, Mercus. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you summed it up beautiful, John Tonsi. A, a really, really strong, culturally built club that are going to give it everything they've got. Uh, you know, and down at Quarry Park, it's going to be a real battle for us. So, uh, look. Uh, we're just going to have to go out and make sure that we're where we need to be with our mentality, and I'm hopeful we can get over the line, but it's going to be another challenging one for us. Uh, and looking, speaking to Lee, I know that he's been in every single game he's played this year, so I expect the same this week. And just touching on, on yourself there, um, so you, you say it's half-time in your game. What what, what, what game are you? Five-a-side? Are you, uh, you on the Xbox, or what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bit of uh, over 35s, Craig. Uh, the over 45s are playing as well, if you're interested, mate. And so happy birthday, happy, happy 50th birthday for the other day. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thanks very, thanks very much. Um, no, look, we're really looking forward to seeing how, um, and we'll let you go shortly. But we're we're really looking forward to seeing how you guys uh, um, um, do for the for obviously for the remainder of the season. Great start to you and the boys. Um, you know, nine goals conceded, one good start. Um, lots more to come from you, I'm sure, throughout the season. And uh, you know, we we uh, we wish you all the very best, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, all the best. Uh, and like I said, for us, we go into every game hoping to win, but as do eleven other teams. So uh, I look forward to hopefully doing some more good stuff. Now, Eric, before we let you go, coming up straight after this is your vice-captain, Ethan Gage. He's going to say a couple of things without without you listening in. What do you think he's going to say about you? What sort of a coach is he going to say that you are? 
Well, the first thing I'm going to say, he's got a delightful Canadian accent, so he's probably going to romanticise the audience with that beautiful accent of his. Um, I, 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 what's he going to say? Hopefully some good stuff. But look, for us, Gage has been a huge, huge success story. Um, you know, someone that I brought, probably was my one of my first two or three signings when I got the job two years ago. And here's another one that I think's playing the best football he's played in a long time. So a player we immensely respect. And I hope he says some nice things. <laughs> oh, look, let's let's bring him on. So he might be on, on here as we speak there. Welcome to the show, Ethan Gage. Um, uh, romanticize us with that Canadian accent of yours. Oh, I don't know if it's that nice, but uh, <laughs> it really seems like a foreign accent. <laughs> uh, Ethan, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Eric, thank you very much for joining us as well. We'll let you get back to your game, but really appreciate it. But, um, yeah, thank you for taking some time out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. That was uh, um, Eric Vasiliadis, the coach of um, Caroline Springs, George Cross. Um, I think we've just um, taken Ethan off accidentally. Oh, if if Ethan can come back on, <laughs> that would be very good if we could do that. I think I've just pressed the wrong button. Damn it. Um, but, Craig, while we are still wait for um, Ethan to get back on, let's go very, very quickly through the ladder. Um this was planned, by the way, so it could give us a chance to uh, go through next week's games. Here we go. Ethan's about to jump on um, very, very shortly. Um, um, next week's games, we've got some important games happening um, for um, the State 1 competition. But um, Caroline Springs, I mean, to, to the average punter, just looking like that, they seem to be doing very, very well. And all the plans seem to be, you know, um, moving towards the Georgies getting closer and closer to that NPL status. Yeah, look, it's it's a long season. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's 22 games. Uh, there are only four games into it. They are sitting on top of, of the ladder. But as we say, anything can happen in football, Todd. You know, it's uh, it changes from one week to the next and you just, you only need a, a bad result and, and then another one and, and, and everything spirals out of, uh, out of, uh, out of coordination. So they're doing a great job up there. They're top of the ladder. Um, as I said to, to Eric, you know, long may it continue and, um, you know, hopefully they can, they can uh, they can get promoted and, and get into the MPL and 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 do similar things to what um, what Preston Lions are doing because uh, you know it shows that if you have the right club and you have the right mentality and you have a winning mentality then you can do what you want and that's uh, I think that's key to any football club. Ethan, welcome back to the program. We accidentally cut you off there, unfortunately, My but uh, you're back there. Four wins for four games, mate. Uh, um, is it is it what you expected at the start of the season? Um, or is it has actually surpassed your expectations? No, that was the expectation. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything less wouldn't do, honestly. Um, with the team makers and, and Mark and the whole Georgie's uh, organization is built, we've, we've signed some really significant players. And um, no, we've, we've come out swinging. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect anything less than four wins. And how's the how's the how's the performances in that games? And Mark Mark said that um, probably haven't played the best football. Uh, the best is still to come. How have you found uh, Mark? Mark was just saying there personally on a personal note. He thinks you're playing the best football that he's uh, he's seen you play in the in the two years that you've been there. What what do you uh, what do you say to that? Oh, I appreciate those kind kind words. Um, whether I think I'm playing my best, uh, I don't think I'm quite there yet. I I think personally, I need a little bit of another. Uh, there's a few things not clicking just yet, but us as a group, uh, I'd agree that it, the best is to come. Um, we we're we're winning games, I would say, relatively comfortably, but I, we 
we're creating a lot more chances. I think uh, there's a few a few players that just need a little bit of fine tuning, and we'll we'll, we'll get there. We're not far off our top game, but uh, um, not definitely the best is to come. Well, let's turn our attention to next week. So um, round five, Brimbank Stallions at home to Sydenham Park, two big clubs there. Essendon Rawls at home to your old club, Corio Soccer Club. Great to see them in the same division. Uh, Keylor Park at home to Yarraville FC. Altona City hosting Banyul City and Whittlesey United taking on Fitzroy City. That's on Sunday. In your eyes, who do you think are the teams that you guys really have to be wary of, the teams that are really going to trouble you this year? Um, well, before before the season started, word was that it was going to be us, Essendon, Sydney, and Altona would be the more the top teams. Um, looking at it now, Brimbank's always going to be in there. They're doing quite mm. well. So uh, Essendon at the moment will be, our, our, I'd imagine, our biggest rivals. We've we've obviously played Sydney and Altona, and we've we've done well against them. So I'm looking forward to playing against. Essendon. Um, I, it's. I'm actually more worried about. Uh, I like those big games. You get all everybody's pumped for those. They're all ready for the game. But it's more when you play some of the teams in the in the bottom half that are actually a bit uh, scary. Because if you come in with the wrong mm. mentality, if you come in thinking, "Oh, we won this game already," like you, you, you <laughs> you'll have a rude yeah. awakening. So. Yeah, and you look down the bottom of the league there, and Banyol were 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 uh, tipped to be uh, one of the top teams this year as well, mm. um, and they they sat down there in uh, in in eleventh place, only one point with a minus five goal difference. So you know, at some point they're going to kick into action. You know, Kilo Park had a great win yesterday down at Carrillo mm. um, that moves them up the table. I think they're now in sixth place, so they've gone from tenth to sixth. So I think. In this league, it's going to be very, very close. And the, the teams that win their games early on and can create a bit of, um, okay. a create a bit of, yeah, um, will 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 go on and do very well. I think it's 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 going to be a very, very tight league. Yeah, I agree completely. I think um, the first few games are very important, as you mentioned. You need to get some momentum, and that also builds a bit of um, intimidation as well. Like you, if you, you know you're playing against a team that uh, is on a winning streak, uh, on fire, it's it's intimidating, especially if when teams come to our ground because we have a very obviously very nice, brand new facilities. It's top notch, and uh, yeah, when when teams come to our place and we've won three, four, five, six games or whatever, like it's going to be intimidating for them. So. Mm. Uh, we just need to keep doing what we're doing and just work on fine-tuning little things here and there, and we, we'll, we'll be flying. And the other side to that, of course, as well, sorry, Tanj, the other side yeah. to that is when teams do come to uh, to City Vista at the moment, um, some of those teams won't have played on that facility. So all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're turning up to this fantastic facility. They're looking forward to going and playing them. So they don't tend to have any nerves as such because they're playing on this fa- fantastic, you know, well-maintained, well-kept, uh, well-kept ground. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, coming to again our grounds with that sort of uh, a good pitch, um, pretty slick. Um, it's it'll be a challenge. Every game's going to be a challenge for us because we'll, at the moment we're the team to beat. So teams will be coming trying to trying to prove a point. Um, some teams will coming come over with nothing to lose sort of sort of scenario. So uh, we got to be mentally prepared pretty much for every single game. So. Now, Ethan, we like to talk about positive things on the on this show, the football out west. We're all about positive things, and and um, you know your experiences, I guess, at all the clubs that you've been here since coming over from Canada. Uh, what are some of the things, the positive things that stand out? Let's let's start off with your first club down Geelong Way, Cario Soccer Club. 
What were some of the the most positive things that you had down there? Don't tell, please don't say uh, Johnny Giacomo, uh, Joey Giacomato and Santino Mamoni. They're great, constant viewers of this show. They're legendary. They're iconic. But what what really stood out for you during your time at Hume Reserve? Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed my time. Honestly, I was in a situation where I wasn't happy with football, and I was I was to be honest with you, I was coming close to just giving it up because I was living in in Sweden at the time, and I just mm. wasn't happy. And uh, it was a funny situation how I found myself to uh, cry or I, I got in touch with the president Mario Gregorio and uh, it was almost like love at first sight between him and I we got along really really well and uh, at the club there was a lot of good a good good crew of players and I had a lot of fun um, I think I played there about three months and then I had a fair few clubs that were interested and then obviously I, I jumped to uh, Bentley Greens but in Karai I love I love Geelong as well it's just a lovely city, little little city there Absolutely good on you. Good answer there. And well, Bentley Greens, you moved on to Bentley Greens. What were some of the things there that you enjoyed? Maybe the Suvlakis or was it something else? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was just a good team to play for. Um, it's uh, it, it was it was just funny from going from Corral straight to Bentley. It was a big hop and it was I got a bit fortunate with the visa situation. So everything worked out quite well. And then it was a bit of a rush thing because I think I signed like a day or two before the transfer window closed. But uh, I had a lot of fun there. I think literally my second game playing for them, we played in uh, against Heidelberg in um, the cup there. And uh, yes, cup, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Donkey Cup there. Donkey Cup, yeah. We ended up winning. And so it was just right from the get-go a good blast and a good group of boys and uh we did it, it was good to play on a team like that because you could literally feel a sense that any time we rocked up to any pitch like the other team was like oh bentley's here and it was uh it was a uh, it was a uh, it was good it was a good feeling <laughs> and um and now you're at, at caroline springs george cross uh, pressure's on now what do you most enjoy about george cross <laughs> We, I, I really, I really do actually, I'm very happy where I'm at here. Um, Mark Sultana, he's built and uh, the whole crew that they've really built a good, vibrant community. Um, Eddie Gouch, he was a big, big part of that. Uh, I, I, I came in and met him and he was amazing to me and everybody else. I can't say enough good things about him. He was just always at the club always involved i remember he was literally on the field on his hands and knees like just making like putting grass back in uh, that uh came off from the game before just pushing it back and he was such a humble humble uh person and i'm really really devastated to see him go but uh he was a big part of building this community and um yeah. it's just you can you, you can literally see like game by game there's a few more people coming there's more uh uh, kids and supporters in the locker room after we win a game for cheering and it's just yeah we're building something good um and uh it's exciting to be part of hearing yeah, that cheering after games uh, it's uh, it's something i still haven't got my head around because it's something you don't do in the uk um uh, i'm sure i'm sure they do it in canada they certainly and, and certainly in the americas it's 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 that way but certainly coming from the uk it's um it, it, i still struggle with it but I have to say it is a fantastic um, end to a game to see, you know, players, kids, parents, supporters, club people mm. in the in the club rooms after the game singing the club song. Um, I think it's a it's a fantastic. I know when uh, I had Cardiff City uh, came over 
two years ago to do some stuff for me. Um, they couldn't believe they went to, I took them to a couple of games and they couldn't believe that there was this singing in the changing rooms after the game. And one of them said, oh, I'm going to go and try and do that with the Academy boys. And so, yeah, good luck. Um, but it is, a, it, is a, it is a fantastic, um, end to a spectacle to, yeah. to winning a game, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I generally love it. It's uh, <laughs> you just get a good vibe in there, and um, yeah, the kids get to get to, you know, you get a real connection with the with the community with the supporters. So I, I really like that. Yeah, perfect. Ethan, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pre pleasure. Um, I'm speaking to you, um, and getting a little bit of an insight into into Ethan Gage. But uh, um, on a final note, you got another Canadian there, or fellow Canadian there at the um. Um, at the uh, club, who also started uh, down in Geelong, but not at Karaya, Daniel Kuczynski or DK, as he's known, both yeah. being um, you know compatriots from from Canada. Are you are you have you got this extra added little bit of competition amongst yourselves to see who does well each week, or uh, and what what's what's the banter and what's the uh, what's it like having uh, DK there at the club as well? <laughs> no, it's good to have him there. It, it was just a funny scenario how we met first met, I suppose, in Geelong. Just just the randomness of it. Because um, we both have similar lifestyles where we've bounced around a fair few countries playing around and uh, just to end up in Geelong and two different teams. It was just funny. But uh, yeah, we hung out a lot in Geelong because we live very close together. And then uh, we didn't, we kind of fell out of touch a bit over the COVID year and whatnot. But then for him to come over and join the club and he's all, he's a really, really, he's a gun of a player. Um, mm. Most people know who he is. He's a, a top-notch striker. Um, he's, he, yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna do damage in this league. I think he's one of the players that needs just a little bit of fine-tuning. But he's doing a lot of damage. Just the final product of scoring. But he's. It's good to have him. Good banter. <laughs> he's got two two doors down on the locker. Uh, two lockers down for me. So uh, <laughs> have some jokes to talk about Canadian stuff. So <laughs> you, you, you don't smear the maple syrup all over his locker when he comes in. And say, Who was this? Ah, oh, get no, away! Maple syrup. Get him, like a Canadian flag, and we can just put on ours <laughs> in our locker rooms there. <laughs> and Michael no, Long's just commented on on the uh, on the social here. Coming from Canada, the winter in Melbourne would be like summer for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's not much of a winter here. You guys get to like what, minus one at max. Over in Canada, you can get down to minus 35, 40. So uh, your winter here is basically my summer. I'll still walk around. <laughs> and and you still walk around in shorts in the winter, or have you acclimatized? <laughs> oh, shorts, yeah. Oh, it's tanning weather for me almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, uh, great to uh, have you on board. It's, it's, it's a fantastic, Ethan. And uh, you, you bring a little bit of that life, that color to the uh, dressing rooms there at Caroline Springs, George Cross. Really looking forward to who are watching you and um speaking of cry soccer club your first club um for those that are interested tomorrow night's geelong region soccer show our sister program will be featuring Corio soccer club we will be having um mario gregorio the president um as one of the guests and also a special guest another import who has had a big influence on um on the fortunes of Cry Soccer Club in recent years, um, MJ Monaghan. MJ Monaghan will be joining us from the UK. Um, he had a massive, massive impact two years ago um, at Cry, and he was basically um, part responsible for Cry getting to State One. He's um, so that should be fantastic tomorrow night at six p uh, seven p.m. Ethan, thank you very much for joining us once again, and all the best for season twenty twenty one. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. All the best, Ethan. All the best. Yeah. That was uh, Ethan Gage, the um, 
The vice president, uh, um, Craig vice president, Cole, vice, vice captain, vice I think he is. Captain, jeez, after after uh, Mark Sultana said I was on the ball this week, I've really started to drop at the last few uh, minutes, haven't I? But uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break. Um, a couple of a couple of commercial sponsors have to say a couple of things, obviously, uh, namely Sunbury Indoor Sports. But when we return, mate, we've got a. Um, uh, a colleague from our media, a media colleague, if you like, and she's the media manager um, at George Cross, Tony Tanaglia. Really looking forward to that, Craig. Don't go away, guys. Under new management, the Sunbury Elite Indoor Sports Centre is proud to provide the wider Sunbury community with a whole new fresh look and feel, covering all forms of indoor sports from indoor soccer, cricket. Are you opening a new business or want to improve your current exposure to drive more customers? Then talk to our team at Principal Signs. We have over 30 years experience of helping businesses like yours stand out from the crowd. We can design, manufacture and install a range of signs, either permanent or temporary, at an affordable price without compromising on quality. A signage supplier with a reliable reputation. You can trust the team at Principal Signs to ensure that you make the best decision for your business and your budget. We are passionate about giving you a standout experience in customer service and ensure that we exceed your expectations every time. For more information, find us on Facebook or check out our testimonials and work examples on www.principalsigns.com.au or call Ray on 0406 728873 for a quote. Mention this ad for a 10% discount of your first order. Welcome back to the Football Out West show. It's episode 54, Craig. We're nearing the end of it, um, but that, the voice of that, the voiceover of that advert was provided by our next guest, and um, it's an absolute pleasure to introduce to the show. She's been waiting for so long, but um, she's been in the green room virtually right since the start of the program, but um, she's finally, finally escaped the green room and made it to the um, studio, Tony Tanaglia. Tony, um, absolute pleasure having you on the show. How are you? Hey guys, how are you? How's it going there? Craig, happy birthday to you as well. Hope you um had a well, I was gonna say hope you had a great night, but it, by the looks of things you did. So uh <laughs> he didn't have a great night, but the rest of us did. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Just I look like I'm a ghost there, don't I? I've got too much light in this room. <laughs> the lighting's just gone berserk. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 got this I've got this complexion about me that's just not looking good. I'm going to have to do some makeup. Hang on a sec. Oh, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Damn, where's mine? I don't have one. <laughs> Hold on tight. We're going to start mass producing the Craig Filer 50th birthday um, commemorative masks. 
Now, Craig, put your volume up because it's I, guess I can't volume hear up. you, Craig. I know, I know, I'm like you know, I'm getting old as well, but I'm not quite <laughs> where, well. <laughs> I was going to say not quite where you are, but maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> no, no, well, Craig if, if sorts out his volume issues. It's like last night's birthday party. One stage, the, the the music was so low. We go, is it a fiftieth birthday or is it a seventieth birthday? Just like turn your hearing aids up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, back. Man. he's back uh, i had go. a switch off sorry yes thank yeah. you very much uh, tony it's great to have you on board i did thank have a heavy night last night as i said before my my head certainly tell me it was a good party yeah. so um, <laughs> from what you remember and the state of the house this morning when uh, my wife got up to i actually got up to to get a headache tablet and thought oh, i'm not tidying this lot up i'm oh, back man. to bed oh it, you didn't don't, don't tell me you left it for her to do did you of course of course Man, seriously. That's what we do. Yeah, okay. That's Tony, what we let's, do. Tony, let's <laughs> turn our attention to the uh, George Cross Football Club. You're involved yes. there and do some amazing stuff. Uh, not just obviously for the football side of things, but also the bistro. Tell us a little bit of the stuff that you do there at um, Fraser Rise. Um, okay, so my role is social media manager, mm-hmm. um, which means obviously I look after the social media. So it's all about promoting uh, the, the club, um, but also promoting the bistro, um, George's on Vista. So it's pretty much, and I don't want to make it sound as simple as I'm going to, it's just putting up posts, you know. So um, like I said, it's, it, it sounds simple, but at the same time, you, you know, you've got to look at what you're putting up. You've got to look at what days you're putting stuff up. You've got to look at yeah. the information that you're providing. You've got to make sure the photos are right, and especially with Instagram. I mean, Facebook, obviously the photos are important, but not so, not as much as Instagram. And Instagram has, you know, a certain look about it. So it's just making sure that the right photos are going up on both pages. Um, and I mean, you know, I've ha- I've had many a time when photos are sent to me, and I've gone, sorry, hasn't made the cut. It's not going up, you know. Um, but the good thing is that when those photos come in, it gives me a chance then to explain to whoever has sent them to me. And, and I'm talking, obviously, people within the club who, who've been so used to maybe doing yep. something a little bit different in the past. Um, but it's just given me that opportunity also to help them understand why I need photos to look a certain way um, and just how much that does impact uh, what people are seeing and, and, you know, getting them into the club, I suppose. So, And what impact is uh, social media now on on, on on life in general? It's uh, it's it's sort of taken over with the with the iPhones and the, the yeah. Androids now it's if if it's not you know, Facebook it's Instagram it's Twitter yeah. it's Snapchat it's yeah. whatever how important is social media now for for clubs like um, George Cross well not even just clubs like George Cross just for any club it's important because that's where people look for information i mean look you will still have a handful of people yeah. that will go to the websites um but generally, people are going to Facebook or Instagram to look up mm. information about the clubs. So it's very rare. And I know, look, I would probably say it's older school that go to websites. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's, no, I'm, it's I'm, I'm, social no, media. I'm, I'm definitely on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I've exactly right. People, so, so if you want to find out where, where a team is playing or you want to find out the scores or you want to find out, you know, I suppose even with the bistro, what's going on, mm. are you going to go to the website? You're not, are you? You're going to go no. straight to, to either Instagram or Facebook. Um, so so it's almost like that medium has actually overtaken the website. Um, yeah. It's still important to have a website uh, because there will be people that will look for that, but majority of people are looking for stuff on social media. And and I guess you the, said, sorry, Craig, go. Sorry, the post that you sort of put up regarding the B Street, have you seen a um, 
that because of the social media element of what you're posting, yeah. that you're getting more of a turnover of of clientele into 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 the bistro, for instance. Look, I, I think regardless of what you do, that bistro is always going to be successful. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, I I don't have to put anything up. the The only reason I do put stuff up is so the information is there. Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, uh, people will will come to that bistro. And especially game day. I mean, like, you know, I, I was working yesterday. I hosted the, the president's lunch. I was there for the game because I had to do all the social media through the game. Um, and I'd said to the guys in the bistro after we'd finished the president's lunch, I said, listen, the photographer and I, you know, we want to just quickly grab a bite afterwards. Is that going to be okay? I got that was told, Mark Aviliano, wasn't it? Was I, got, I, do, I can't even get a seat in the bistro. Now, <laughs> now, they did manage to squeeze a little table in a corner for us. So, so in we the cloakroom? Close enough. Oh, I can tell you how many people went to the toilet that night. I'm telling you, <laughs> um, but you know, it was. It, that, I mean, that's the thing that the, the club or the bistro, sorry, is going to be successful yeah. regardless of what I put up. So my focus is not so much um, trying to get the people in because they're going to be there. It's getting the information up so that they know what is on on what particular nights. So they know what the food is that they can order before they even get there. You know, mm. so for me, it's important having the right photos of the food that I can promote what's on the menu. Well, on that, here's yes. one for you. Michael Long. Yes. He misses the spaghetti omelette and the kids' menu. So The spaghetti omelette? Spaghetti omelette? So. What the? <laughs> okay, that's now really that's never been there in my life. Right? In the so met kids menu. I'm not sure whether he's Malaysian making it there specialty, or not. Michael. <laughs> Michael, I think you're making that up. Um, oh, spaghetti omelette. Tony... <laughs> no, I, yeah, we we see with clubs, we, you know, we we have such a wide diversity of clubs across the western suburbs, from NPL the way to State Five and what you're not, um, and 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 they they have varying degrees of success when it comes to promoting their brand, which is their club, yeah. um, and we see the clubs that that embark on you know good social media campaigns and ongoing social media campaigns, particularly the ones that are, um, you know, are putting up scores and updates. They seem to be the clubs that are really doing well on and off the field. Um, in your eyes, is there a direct correlation between those clubs that promote the club, the brand name, and yes. success on the field? I know you can't. What am I going to turn around now and say the the reason our teams won four in a row is because of the social oh, no, media? Not, not, like, sort of, not short term, no. but I'm talking long term so because the overall oh, success of the club leads to but, you know success on the field, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, I I think the success on the field is what's going to make the club successful because mm -hmm. if you're winning, people are going to come watch the game. Mm. Um, and then, and I mean, you look at the like you know AFL, A League, um, when those teams are doing well. They've got the supporter base. They've got people going to the games. Yeah, got, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, look, social media brings awareness to the club and yeah. brings awareness to the team. But it's not what's going to make a club or a team successful. Yeah. You know? So, I, like I would say, no, it's not going to make the club successful. It's going to help make people aware of the club and make people yeah. aware of what's going on at the club. I mean, like, give you an example, okay? George Cross, and I, and I sat here today and I thought, how many teams do we actually have at this club, right? We've got nearly 40 teams between NPL, Metro, State League, women's, like mini roos, like, like do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that alone, it's like how many people know that? How many people know how mm. many games each week we need to work around? Mm. And, and I, 
And I actually, I was talking to Lisa, you know, who's our general manager, and I said to her, listen, I, I, I believe we need to promote this because this actually lets people know that we are, we're a club that mean business and we're here to be successful. And so this week what I did, and I'm, I'm going to be doing it now on a weekly basis, is I put up one post that lists all the games for the weekend. Mm. And I'm talking like, you know, starting from the senior men's, going right down to mini roos. And in between all of that is Metro, community, MPL, women's, mm. do you know what I mean? Everything is in there. And so I, and I put up a post, um, I think it was Friday, that listed everything. And just even looking at that, and that didn't have everything on it because Mini Roos hasn't even started yet, yeah. right? So there were still at least 10 teams missing off that list. Mm. And I looked wow. at that and I went, wow, you know, and, and then I put it up and somebody even commented and said, yeah, and I, okay, I'm going to paraphrase this, but pretty much was saying that's pretty impressive, mm. you know, and that's and that's what it's about. It's showing, it's showing what the club is capable of doing and showing yeah. what we are doing. Um, you know, like we've brought on board Mark Avellino as our photographer and and Mark's work is amazing. I was at Green Gully two years ago. I was a social media manager there and Mark and I worked together at Green Gully. And, you know, when I was at Gully, I mean, I, I was promoting everything, uh, women's, you know. I, I had every – Mark. well, Mark usually took the photos of our seniors and our um, – uh, under 20s, yep. which are now 21s. And then we had another photographer, Paul uh, Crosley, who would then take the photos of all the NPL. And between Paul and I, because Paul couldn't do everything, I was taking photos as well. So for, for me, it was all about putting up the photos of the kids and putting mm. up, you know, albums of their games and things like that. And and we found that just the, um, like the pages grew because yeah. it brought more people to the pages. And, and this is what I'm finding even now with the George Cross pages. Um I mean, I had one weekend on Facebook, which it's not going to sound like a lot, but we had 30 new likes to the page just within 24, yeah. just over 24 hours. Now, for me, I've gone, that's huge. Mm. You know, it's it's growing, you know, for me, it's all about growing those pages and getting yeah. those, those people to like the pages because they're going to get the information. And the more people you have liking your pages, yeah. the more people are going to see your information. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what talking, you know. Yeah, but I know talking to a few club presidents and what you're not, and, yeah. and some actually swear black and blue that it's because of, I guess, their social media presence. Now, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on yeah. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever the case, they've been able to attract quality players, particularly players from overseas like imports. And and, and it's that mm. awareness and that presence. And sometimes... Yeah. <laughs> One, one club president once said to me, he goes, oh, we signed this player and he thought that we were bigger than we really were because yeah. we had such an impressive so type of a social media presence. Yeah. Now, not, we're not saying that, you know, you, you're going to go out and lie and this and that, whatever. Yeah. But but it's it's the way, I guess, you market your club, yeah. your brand name. Yeah. And, and, and social media is such an important tool. Oh, it is. It is, and that's what to everyone. And that's what I was saying before too. That those those players aren't going to be on Facebook. Sorry, aren't going to be on the website looking up your information. They go straight yeah. to Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Medias, yeah. And so when they see you, you're you're active, regardless of what you're putting up. If you're an active social club, as in you know with social media, um, that's what they see. I mean, I obviously have to answer emails and and messages that come through Messenger. And the amount of people that um, are players from overseas that want to come and play for George Cross, um, you know, but, but again, what we've got to remember, I, I don't look at that and go, oh, wow, they think we're fantastic, they want to come play for us. Mm. I look at that and go, 
And how many other clubs have you also messaged with the exact same message? <laughs> no, seriously, no, but seriously, because that is what they're doing, yeah. you know. And I had the same thing happening at Green Gully because yeah. when you and then when you read through their messages, how they've written it, you know that you're not the only one that's received that message. Yeah. Um, and you, you know that half the time that they probably haven't even written it. That, yeah, really that it's a copy and paste from somewhere else, you know. And I know that sounds awful and sounds like a weird thing to say, yeah. but you know, look, you are going to jag a good player or two, um, but again, you can't rely on social media mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. what's going to bring the good players to the club. At the end of the day, you have to have a good system in place. You've got to have a good team. You've got to have a good coaching structure. You've got the to have culture. a good admin. Yeah. Exactly right. The culture's got to be yeah. right. Absolutely. You know, how many of those players who've now gone to these clubs and, and have gone, geez, you're not as good as I thought you were. Where's the next plane out of here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so, it, you know, you can create, I mean, I can sit here and make George Cross sound like an NPL, uh, sorry, an A-League team. And trust me, I've had a few overseas thinking we are. Um, <laughs> you know, it's got nothing to do with my social media. Um, but but you know what I mean? Like I can very easily do that, but that's not going to long-term be the answer to what's yeah. going to make a club successful. Absolutely. So, and just looking at the um, the George Cross, uh, Caroline Springs George Cross uh, Facebook page here, the posts are fantastic. I mean, um, you know, three, uh, five thousand likes. I think you've got on off. Uh, oh, for the page, yeah. Five thousand pay, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 good. And you know, everybody else then that clicks on, yeah, clicks on the uh, on the Facebook page throughout the throughout the day, throughout the week. Mm. Yeah. Um, the content's fantastic, and I think you said earlier on, it's all about the content. Yeah, it the is. content has to be right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm not professing to be an expert at what I do. Trust me. I shouldn't say that. Hopefully Mark's not listening right now. Um, <laughs> oh, he's gone to bed, don't worry. To bed. Good, good. <laughs> he's no, tired. But, but the thing is, um, look, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, okay, I work in the radio industry. I work for Gold 104.3 and I do the afternoon show. I'm a radio announcer. That's what I am. My my job mm. is radio announcer. And congratulations on your um, your success this week. I did see a Thank post you. from yourself. Yes, uh, nice little quick plug there. I did had very good survey results. So there, oh, oh, right, there it, it is. is. Yes, number one. Well, I mean, like, uh, look, I'm. Do tell us working... more about this. Yeah. All right. So I, I more worked importantly, with more importantly, yeah. before we go on yeah. to that, yeah. When are you going to call me when the ten thousand? <laughs> And you know what? If I had a dollar for every person that asked me that, I'd be easily making 20K. Like, seriously, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so just quickly on that, I work for Gold 104.3. We are yeah. we are the number one FM uh, station in Melbourne. Um, and 3AW are number one overall. So you've got AM stations, FM stations. 3AW are number one overall. We are number two as far as that figure goes. But but for FM, we're number one and we are actually number one by, you know, quite a, a good margin as well. Um, I can't even tell you who's behind us. So <laughs> that's, how, that's how far ahead we are. But having said Mark, that. Mark, um, Mark Sultana is listening. There he is. Because <laughs> he is. Watch what Mark, you say. I know exactly what I'm doing. Trust me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we had our survey results come out during the week and they come out every sort of eight weeks, give or take. And, and that pretty much is an indication of how many people are listening to you. It's like, like likes on Facebook and, you know, yeah. and Instagram. Um, and so... Uh, like we we're number one across the board on our station, but we're number one FM in breakfast, mornings, drive, and at night. But for my show, I'm actually number one outright. So I even beat three AW in the afternoon. And at the moment, 
tooting my own horn here. I like this. Um, But I I had, I get excited because I had a really good book um, and I hit 15%, which I know doesn't sound like a huge number, but in radio terms, it's massive. And Mm -hmm. for our radio station, um, like it's a, it's a number we haven't seen for a while. And although having said that, um, I did have a book. Uh, I started two years ago at the station and during the year I, I hit uh, nearly 18%. So, um, you know, like it, it's, 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 it's really good. And, and I'm pretty excited about the fact that, that I am rating as well as I am. So, so um, you should be. Yeah, I listen in certainly when I'm when I'm out in the car. But you've also uh, we'll give you another another plug yes. opportunity to plug your your podcast that you also yes, do. Yes, about the podcast. <laughs> yes. I got nothing else to do. Hey, I'm yeah, like yeah. you know radio podcast social media for for Georgies. Um, yes, I do a podcast called Life as We Know It. I do it with two other ladies. Um, their names are Lisa and Steph, and the, the it's a podcast that features three women from three different generations mm-hmm. so you've got one of us representing the 50 year olds one of us representing the 40 year olds and one of us representing the 30 year olds won't tell you which category i fall into <laughs> not even gonna give you a chance to guess uh, right you're not, getting, you're not getting anything from me behave <laughs> <laughs> yourselves um and so yeah so that's uh we, we just have a lot of fun on that and and like you know you would think it's three women talking about life stuff it's it's a chick podcast it's not to be honest we got a lot of guys that listen to it um for two reasons because because we're funny of course um but they reckon that they get they get some good information out of us um which then helps them with their wives girlfriends partners whatever else but but that is look it's just entertaining i I don't want to say it's lighthearted, but it can be lighthearted. but at the same time um you know we just we just have a lot of fun with it and we just i describe it as us talking crap Pretty much, and <laughs> I even I even introduce it that way sometimes. You know, I go, "Welcome to life as we know it." Three women from three generations. Blah 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 blah. We're here just to talk crap, you know. Um, but we have fun, and at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about—just having a bit of a laugh and having some fun. There Absolutely. it is on the screen now. You can listen to it on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Yeah, um, or any other podcast platform, to be honest. Um, I probably should <laughs> update that graphic on our <laughs> page. I'm too busy on the Georgie's pages. I've completely forgotten about ours. Um, oh, she's that's right, Marcel. She's too busy. She's too busy. Hasn't got time even for her own things. There you oh, go. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Do you want to come see me? I should take you on a tour around my house at the moment. Oh, my God. Oh, Craig's taken us on a tour of his house and ended up in the garage once upon a time because the internet was so bad. Remember that? Craig? I think I watched that show. Yeah, it was dreadful. Wasn't <laughs> We're reminiscing it? about that last night. Don't you? Uh, don't you worry about that. That's for sure. But Tony, um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. Um, and you do so much stuff behind the scenes. In fact, today you're running around, um, trying to organise the guests, and it was crazy as as it was. Um. But uh, you did a fantastic job and we even, had a great show tonight. I was going to say, even during the show, I'm sitting here messaging Ethan and Ethan's going, am I going live? Like, is it is the camera? Is it on the phone? No. And I'm, I'm sitting in the green room and I said, no, no. I said, you've got to be on camera for it, you know. So that was cool. And he goes, is it okay if I jump on now? I said, yeah, sure. You and I will sit in the green room together. I said, we won't see each other. We can't talk to each other. But, you know, we'll be in the green room together. So no, um, everything all of that while the show was actually on. Yeah. And actually everything went smoothly. I think the only thing that didn't go 
go smoothly was when um, I accidentally hit the um, eject button well, you, for, for Ethan. And, that's uh, why Craig, I sent him a text straight away. Yeah, and I said, Craig, get back on. He's just dumped you off. And, 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 Craig, and Craig put his volume down because uh, he was giving us a birthday present that we didn't have to listen to him. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you one of them, shall we? Uh, on that note, Tony, thank you very much for jo joining us tonight. Thanks, really was, it was Oh, there, there, there's a little there bit of laughter. He's at it happen. again. Yep, yep. The gremlins, the gremlins um, just laughed away. Really, uh, really appreciate you giving up your, uh, your Sunday evening to come on. Thanks for all your help in organising uh, this today. Um, as Mark said there, that's the reason why you're at Caroline George, uh, Caroline Springs, George Cross. You're doing can a great I, can job. Can I just say very quickly, just with Mark, he makes me laugh, right? So I was actually... Does uh, he? Oh, look, well, I was at... Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's listening. Yes, he does. Um <laughs> I was actually at Green Gully two years ago and we were putting together the Maltese Cup and we had to have this meeting. And I'd never met Mark. I didn't know who Mark was. or I knew he was the president of Georgia's, but I didn't know anything about him, right? And I rocked up for this meeting and no joke, I didn't even sit down yet. And the first thing he says to me is, you're coming to work for us. <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm Tony. How are you? <laughs> and sure enough, Mark got his way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on him. Good on you, um, Tony, Great as night. well. And thank you very much. Wishing you all the very best with the podcast, with Gold thank FM, you. and your and your social media manager role at Georgie's at George Thanks, Cross guys. Football Club. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Tony. Speak to you soon. Good on you. That was Tony Tanaglia, the uh, social media manager at Georgie's George Cross Football Club. Craig brings us to the end of another show, um, mate. Off to bed for you. Oh, I'm straight you in. Gotta... I'm ready. I'm ready. Got my jammers on already, man. I'm just jumping straight in. And don't man, don't, off, don't off stand to, up. I'm too to scared Sydney to worry about it. Yeah, good to, to where? I'm off to Sydney tomorrow for uh, for work for a few days. So I haven't been on a plane for two years. So I've just got to try and find myself to the, get the airport and yeah. uh, and I, then I, off to I, Sydney for a few days. I, they don't have any turbulence, and um, you know, Saturday nights, um, food and drink will be coming up. No, mate, no, all the very best. And uh, we will catch up with you at our normal time slot of Friday night, 7 p.m. next week. And we'll see, folks, early May. Stay tuned. There could be some major, major changes on board, yeah? So, mate, all the very best once again. Yeah, perfect. Great show. Thanks to... Uh, Happy birthday <laughs> to everyone. Thanks to Thank Mark, you. Eric, to Tony and uh, <laughs> Ethan for a, for a great show. Another great insight into, uh, into George Cross. And, um, yeah, look forward to catching up with everybody on Friday evening. Absolutely. Good night, mate. Good night, everyone. All Thank you. Looking for a venue for your next event? Our function room at George's on Vista is the perfect place for your next special celebration. That special birthday or anniversary, a baptism, communion or confirmation, whatever the celebration, we can provide a fun and enjoyable atmosphere with great food. Why not hold your next corporate event in our function room? We can seat up to 100 people and can provide you with a professional environment. Whether you're looking to hold a stand-up or sit-down event, we can cater to your needs. We have meal plans and platters for you to choose from. For more information, send an email to info at georgiesonvista.com.au. There's no better place out west to hold your next function than at Georgies on Vista.